Today's episode is with a fan favorite. It is Dr. Joe Park. We're going to hear all about his experience, his bout of COVID, and a lot more. Let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm laughing because I'm talking to Dr. Joe Park and he's being funny. Hello. How are you? Good, Juliette. How are you? I am great. Thank you. Um, I just learned something about your medical history. May I reveal it on this podcast? Of course you can. I don't want to have a HIPAA violation. Perhaps it's out already. You had COVID, huh? I had COVID. Yeah, I was back in March when I was at the height of the, the pandemic in New York or just before it started peaking. And um, yeah, it was scary times for sure because you know the science was kind of out on how how bad it was, and everyone was just very scared, and um, I was also very scared. So, uh, but yeah, but yeah, had it been there, done that, and uh, were your symptoms it bad? It was pretty bad. Yeah, I had like high fevers. Um, I um, was had chills, had fatigue, and you know, for the most part, it came through unscathed. Um, except I used to be six, four and my, my genius, genius level intellect somehow just vanished. But, um, <laughs> besides that, besides that, I'm, I'm pretty much the same. Did you get shorter? Yeah. I got a little shorter. Um, my rippling muscles in my 12 pack just disappeared for some reason. I mean, <laughs> it, um, it really took a lot for me. <laughs> that is wild. So then did you have to like go yeah. back to work after you recovered? I did. Yeah. Um, I had to obviously go back to the hospital and uh, it was pretty much, um, our hospital was in a, in a red zone and it was pretty much one big, uh, COVID ward. And, um, yeah, I took care of a lot of patients with COVID, which was both, um, rewarding, scary, and, um, very sad. 
I have so many questions about that. I just, we'll come back to it at the end. Then we can talk about the bachelorette, but, um, sure. did you have to do a lot of intubations as an anesthesiologist or like uh, oversee that? We did a lot of intubations and, um, I know this is a bachelor party podcast and it's going to be supposed to be light and fun. It's okay. But, I, I, uh, I brought it on. I want to know about it. It's just, it's interesting. Um, it was a very harrowing period of my life and obviously in the lives of New Yorkers and the country in general. And um, I did do a lot of intubations and I will say the first few days I did it, I didn't know the exact numbers as far as what percentage of people who got intubated, who I intubated would, would get extubated. But after a few days, I started looking into the numbers, which were kind of, which were new, which were just coming out. Yeah. And they were staggering and so gut-wrenching as far as the percentage who would never get the tube taken out. And so, um, yeah, I definitely made a point to, before I intubated, if they were aware enough to say, hey, is there anybody you want to talk to beforehand? And um, anybody you want to just, yeah, just um, say anything to before. We oh my goodness. So, but, um, but it was definitely a, a difficult time. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for, it probably sounds weird, but like, you know, I think people feel like comfort knowing that there are doctors like you taking care of people. So thank you. We could talk about the bachelorette now. It could be less heavy, <laughs> like, at, least, at least for a little, I promise I will ask more COVID questions. You probably get a lot of them. So happy to talk about it all with you. Seriously. It's all good. <laughs> I appreciate that. So how did you end up on the show? How did you apply? Who applied for you? What's your, what's your origin story? Um, origin story. So it all started back. It was a dark and stormy night back in, uh, <laughs> 19, March 31st, 1984. Um, parents, you know, it was a love child. No, um, I, um, I got someone reached out to me from the show through social media. Um, I think it's because I've been on some silly list of, Eligible medical professionals. In oh New my York goodness, City. that's funny. Oh How'd God. you get on that list? Oh my God. Um, I'm not sure to be honest with you. I think it was through and they, they, the pool that they chose from was from an app, and I was on the app. But how they chose me is um, is beyond me. What app um, was it? Was it a dating app for doctors? Not for doctors. I think it was just Hinge. To be honest oh, with you, wow. Um, so I'm not sure how they chose me out of the many qualified applicants, but um, I was going to request to be on the dating app for doctors. So that's disappointing. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, someone reached out to me and and it was, it was in the early spring and I had been, uh, you know, pretty much trapped in my 400 foot apartment, square foot apartment and uh, had been going to work and coming back. And uh, all this, the only thing I had to do was hop on a zoom call and I was like, sure, like, let's do it. I'm, I'm down to just talk about it. You know, I won't sh- shoot down any options right away. And um, one thing led to another. And uh, I'm in the Palm Desert <laughs> and doing this thing. Um, so, like, what were the questions like on your original Zoom call? You know, favorite color, favorite food. Um, how tall are you? Do you have a six-pack or a 12-pack really? or an eight-pack? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really funny. Like no. you just could have asked you to prove um, it. You know? <laughs> How many Instagram followers do you have? Uh, um, no, it was just like, you know, really, I think they, they do a good job of vetting you as a human being. And so they just, just it was just very free-flowing. They just asked you to talk. They just asked mm-hmm. you, so how's life? How's dating? Like, what kind of music do you like? Um, uh, 
you know, what are your interests? And so I think they, just, they try to find, and to their credit, I think they do a good job finding people who have interests outside of just, you know, you know, like being attractive. Like there are people who are, they find people who are relatively personable. I'd like to think. And uh, in my experience with, the, with hanging season. out with these guys, they are. Yeah, this season for sure. Yeah. Have you watched the yeah. show before? No, I'd never watched the show before. And um, yeah, I was definitely surprised. And I'm watching it now, obviously. And I'm super, super entertained by what I'm seeing. It's, in, it's like the things people say and the things people do are, are it's crazy. New first time watchers are really fun. One of my um, bringer colleagues is named Van Lathan and he co-hosts a show with Rachel Lindsay. And Rachel was the bachelorette several years ago. Um, I feel like she's like kind of like a, like a, a very prominent bachelor figure. So you've maybe heard of her, but anyway, yeah. Van is watching for the first time and his reactions are just like so funny. He's just like, I cannot believe this shit. Um, and so, it's, <laughs> it, and I think it's just so funny because the show has been on since 2002, but it just, it's like, it's like a renewable energy source. People just keep <laughs> finding it. They keep watching it. It's still as popular as ever. I mean, the season's ratings have been pretty good. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like what from just from watching it as a viewer, what is like the thing that has surprised you the most from this season? Um, yeah. Like whether something someone said or. I'm not sure if it's this season or every season, but it's like, you know, every time we talk to the bachelorette, you know, it's five minute out. It's like five minute and like five minute interactions, 10 minute interactions. And I treated this as like reality not quote-unquote reality and what does that mean you treat it just, like reality like what like, does that i would to say you? to me to me and i think i would i would imagine most people it's like hey like i'm joe um i am from new york and i am a physician i'm an anesthesiologist and i love surfing and i love running and i love you know these are my passions and and i um you know uh live in here i live in lower east side and the normal stuff, you know, just like getting to know you as a person. And I didn't expect it to be like, I've never felt this way before in my life. <laughs> and I love you. I mean, I think I love you. And, and, and then also going in for like a kiss after like literally knowing somebody for like five minutes, all of that as I'm watching is really fun to see my buddies doing that. And also, like, I didn't know someone, like, why didn't anyone tell me? You didn't know, yeah, you didn't know the rules of the road. I feel like you don't have good um, female friends in your life if this is, if (laughs) if you don't know anything about The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Where were your friends to tell you what to do? In fairness, I I did a very, I, like, obviously there's an NDA and I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to, I wasn't allowed to tell anybody that I was going on. So I didn't. And so no one knew I was going to go on. (laughs) And only after I got back, they're like, dude, like, didn't you know that this was like the world you were entering and how this works and that works? Like there's so many members like of bachelor nation who just come out of the woodwork. Like, you know, like my aunt, like my 70 like year old <laughs> Korean aunt, it was like, Joe, like, you know, you were on the bachelor. Like, I love that show. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like it's, it's crazy. The walks of life um, that are in bachelor nation. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. So that's just really funny. So you had no idea what you were doing. Did you make out with either Tasha or Claire? Um, I don't want to kiss and tell. Well, the sh- yet, the so show gonna, you're already gonna, off the I'm show. Gonna the fifth. <laughs> really? Know. Come but on, it's I'm Bachelor. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, All right. I'm gonna play the fifth here. All right, um, fair enough. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you really are a normal person. It's very strange. 
Um, not kissing and telling. What did you tell your employer and how much time did you ask for off? That's a good question. And and, and, and I, I've heard questions before about, um, and good questions and very fair questions about like, dude, how did you take time off during the, like during the pandemic? I said and, that on um, this podcast. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to question your commitment to medicine. No, no, that is, that is, and I think it's a completely fair question. Um, and not, I mean, I don't know if you said you were living, you were living, you're living in LA for part of the time or you're mostly in. LA. I've actually been in New York for the entire pandemic. I arrived here on March 11th. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so I have like a number of weeks off vacation. I actually didn't use much of them, uh, much of my vacation time this year. So I just use all my vacation time and said, um, for as long as I last. And honestly, I was like, I'm not, I didn't think I was going to last very long. So the six weeks I had, I thought would be more than sufficient to cover the, the time span I was there. And, um, and as far as like the pandemic, the, actually the height of it was in may when there were yeah. i think the early may was like six thousand ish cases and by a the day, time i saying. left a day yeah sorry per day and by the time i left it was down to around 300 cases and the all the resources have been mobilized and honestly at that point we were probably had overshot or you know been ready for it but maybe yeah anyway overshot a little bit and maybe a little too late at that point but um, as late as you can be for an, uh, for a pandemic that no one could predict it. So right. Um, but anyway, it's gone down significantly, and it's actually the perfect time because yeah. nobody was having elective surgery, and um, cases were down, and so it was this weird in between that actually worked out great. My boss was like, "This is the perfect time for people to be taken off because um, there's not enough work almost for people to go around." So, um, I I had like two surgeries in recent memory. And both times my anesthesiologist, as they were like giving me anesthesia, wanted to talk to me about reality TV. Like no joke. Like, <laughs> like once we were just, I remember like just losing consciousness talking about Vanderpump rules. And the other time I think we were talking about the bachelor. So I just, it, it seems to be a thing. <laughs> Did they know it was you though? Did they know you were the Juliet Littman <laughs> of like, of the bat, the, like of the bat? What I mean, one of two times they did not, but okay. um, only, yeah. The first time I didn't just, it was like, it was just like a way to relax was to talk about Vanderpump rules. So, you know, <laughs> now you'll have tons of talking points for your patients. I, I gotta say in weird and in, in, in some weird, uh, like um, I actually do that too. And actually some of my patients will know that, but what we do is we give them a medication to start called Versed Midazolam before just, it's, it's, it's kind of like a liquid, like an IV form of Xanax, but I give That's that to great. them. For for pre-surgically, it's great because people are obviously it's are obviously very nervous and scared. But once you get that, they are more relaxed. But they also forget things afterwards. But I after I give them that medication, especially people with a certain demographic, I'm like, hey, just as a talking point, just um, I'm actually on this show right now. If you watch it, you watching reality <laughs> television, and sometimes I'll be like, oh yeah, a little bit. Like sometimes I watch the Bachelor. Bachelor, I was like, yeah, I'm on that show. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, cash me on Tuesdays, whatever. And they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, all right, count back from 10. And they're like, wait, what? And then, oh, that's, um, and then sometimes they remember, so we talk about it afterwards. But that's, that's really funny. That's really funny. So was it relaxing yeah, anyway. being on the show? Because it, seem, it seems kind of good. I mean, you haven't seen previous seasons, but I think it seems like this group of guys is having more fun than on like the previous Bachelorette season. I mean, the previous season, there was one guy who was like a major villain. So it was kind of different, yeah. but it just seems like it was fun. Like, did you enjoy yourself? I think, um, especially, I mean, thinking about where we came from 
like all of us in this point in time, being in this, the pandemic where everyone's wearing masks and we're wearing gloves, everyone's wearing gloves. You can't touch each other. You can't meet new people. Really. You really by yourself a lot going to this place where you, again, we quarantined beforehand. We took all the necessary safety precautions, but afterwards we could just hang out with each other. We could hold each other, hug each other. We could sometimes uh, kiss a girl that we <laughs> liked. Um, it was it was this dream world, this this crazy, um, like yeah, dream that we all existed in for a period of time, and it was amazing. I think I think most of us appreciated that moment more than maybe other seasons because yeah, they they were living in a pandemic before, and 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 meeting people and touching people and existing in a world without masks and gloves was normal, whereas this time it wasn't. So yeah, we had a lot of fun, and we definitely were remind like definitely appreciated not having to live in in that world for a period of time. What was it like exiting the bubble? It was, uh, it was sad. I, um, I said this before, uh, but I, I shed some tears during the exit interview. Um, and it was a culmination of obviously not continuing my journey with, with Tasha, um, because I would have obviously loved to have gotten to know her a bit better and see where we could have gone, but also leaving the guys and also knowing that, now I'd have to snap back to this reality where, you know, again, um, you are just to have this distance and you're not able to uh, interact with people in the same way I just interacted with them for uh, this period of weeks. And yeah, it was, um, it was emotional and it was definitely, um, it was hard in the beginning. It must um, have been. This- what was the first thing you checked on your phone when you got your phone back? Um, the first thing was for sure to, look, to see my, um, was to see what my family was up to. Uh, obviously, we have a group text, so just to see um, if everyone was okay. And I knew, you know, obviously there's a producer who, if everything wasn't, they could, they could contact. And so that was fine. But just to see what they were up to, you know, the pictures, what I'd missed during that time. And um, after that, I mean, that that's the that's the big thing. I mean, just to see what my friends are doing. Um, obviously, we don't have internet or television right. while we're we're filming. But, uh, I mean, really, I didn't expect anything aside from COVID and the election to dominate the news. So, and, um, and I, I didn't really miss that much. You didn't. I was going to say, that's basically what happened over the summer. In July and August, it was, yeah. yeah, I think. I'm trying. And, and uh, the NBA came back. That was basically it. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was cool. <laughs> there was one day where we, like, it, we got to watch, like, part of a game. And it was like... It was, I don't know how to describe it. It was like, it was like those scenes in a movie where like the inmates get to watch like movie nights. It makes everybody get hold around this really small <laughs> TV. That's a good part of Shawshank when like, they're watching oh, a movie. Oh, yeah. That's exactly, we were like Shawshank watching a movie. So yeah, it was beautiful. Um, that's really funny. So what was it like when Taisha came in? Like, did you know who she was, first of all? No, um, I did. I mean, some of the guys did, but I had no idea who she was. Uh, but I mean, obviously I have eyes and that's why I saw her. She's beautiful and, um, she's radiant, um, has a great smile and definitely the energy changed when she got there. Interesting. In what Uh, way? So with Claire, it was pretty obvious that Dale was a front runner from the very beginning, from the first impression rose and all the group dates thereafter. But Tasha like the interactions I had with her and I think and all the other guys had with her, you can tell she was really listening. 
and we were really having a good back and forth and we were there was a presence to her her being like her presence alone but also her being present with each conversation that was that was a little different than um, with the previous bachelorette and everybody just felt a little bit more how do i say this people were in it a little bit more like mm -hmm. the, like like the games really began at that time where people really got invested in that person whereas before again there was some commiseration with each other like oh did you, did you get to talk to claire did, would you have a good conversation with her not not really yeah me neither and and with Tasha, it's kind of like oh man like she's awesome and like yeah i had a great conversation with her did you have a conversation did you have a great? like it became you wanted it more and so it became realer in that sense she seems like a fun hang i think she also seems like she's having fun it, one thing that's been nice for this about this season as a viewer is like it's such a weird time to be alive um, that watching people experience joy, I find like incredibly joyful myself. And it seems like she is having fun and it just seems like there's like a lot of just like good vibes happening. And honestly, it like emanates to the TV when like you look around, you're like, is everything okay? I'm not sure today. We'll find out. Like it actually, it comes across really strongly. And I, I think like I was um, on this week's episode, Zach, mentions like there's a raging pandemic and like when when like the outside world comes in it's like kind of a reminder of like what the backdrop of what the show is and it, it just makes it like more potent in in a weird way i don't know i i have found that like very fun this season um i'm uh, that makes me happy to hear you say that because you know it is i mean it's reality television but it's still television that's the whole point there yeah. is a level of escapism and um and the point of it is for people to enjoy it and to, you know, and you seem like a compassionate person, empathetic person. So you, you seem that joy obviously makes you feel joy. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. And, um, that makes me happy to hear that you say that. And I hope that's true for a lot of people too. Yeah, I think, I think it is. I mean, I think television is such, such an escape. I was just recounting 2020 has actually been an excellent TV year. So there's, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of good stuff to watch, which brings me to my next question. You couldn't watch TV. What did you do all day? Like, what was going down in the 115 degree heat, at the La Quinta? Oof, that's a that's a really good question. Um, I think people there's definitely a lot of different things that people did. I mean, we definitely worked out a lot. There was this area, um, everyone brought bands, and there was this area by oh the God. pool. We we coined it Muscle Beach, where there was a tree <laughs> and a shade, a little bit of shade, and we hung like bands from it. So there was like in 110 degree heat. Like ten dudes shamelessly working out, you know, like just just getting so their California. sweat sweat on, just just working it. And um, but I honestly, I, 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 one of the good things about that I like about me is I, I, I find a way to fill the time. I'm generally never bored, so I found a guitar um, somehow through some way, and so I would practice some guitar. I think it was one of the instruments for the date, the musical date. Yeah, yeah. We that guitar had been passed around a little bit, and um, I'm not sure if this is to my credit or or um, to um, Demar's discredit, but I, I taught quote unquote taught him the guitar. Nice. So that, that that a minor minor chord. I'm not sure if that worked in his favor or or <laughs> not, but um, <laughs> but but I'm responsible for it. So either you're welcome or I'm sorry. I'm not sure what to say about that. I really want more Demar. He seems like a like also like a really fun guy. When he he was on this week like as a narrator, and I really enjoyed it. He seems great. Also, I love spinning, so that's a plus. Demar is good vibes a hundred percent of the time. Like just positive energy. Um, I love Demar, and uh, yeah, he's always um, smiling. He's and he's also not for nothing. 
he was like the bachelorette sage. Hmm. Like he's like a super fan. And um, yeah, one of the jokes I wrote for Damar, who knew that, because all of us knew that about Damar. I was like, I'm not sure if Damar was here to find love or just because he wanted front row seats to the, to the Bachelorette <laughs> because he's such a super fan. And so any, anytime this hap- something happened like Damar, this happened before, like you're the Bachelor stage, like tell me, like what's going to happen now? And he, and he would kind of give us a rundown. It's like, oh yeah, in, uh, in season three of The Bachelorette, this actually, something similar happened. And then this Sounds happened. Sounds like you should happened, get him like, on the podcast. Tell me, Damar. Um, Damar would be great for the podcast. He's... Um, Again, he's got uh, great energy and uh, good, good dude. Love to mark. Who else really are you tight man. with from the cast? Do you call it a cast? What um, do you call it? The cast is, yeah. I, ca- I call it the cast, uh, the bros, the sweet 16, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, we have a, a, yeah, a group text, whatever. But um, I'm close with Brendan. Um, oh, my God. Brendan, where is his accent from? Do you know? I just cannot place it. I know he's from like Massachusetts. but yeah i'm i'm great week for brendo as i learned he was called <laughs> someone called He's, him that uh, it's not as funny i don't don't know who called him. i've never heard that once but oh my god then you gotta watch brendo? this week's episode he, someone calls him brendo um I, i'm gonna watch it and we'll we'll see okay. uh i um I think he's from out right outside of Boston. I think it's like not Boston proper, but outside mm-hmm. of Boston. Um, he's also part Portuguese. I don't know how much that mm-hmm. plays into it. So um, it could be like a little bit of an amalgamation of a lot of a lot of different influences. Okay. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. Stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. How did, could you, could you feel when Tasha was like getting interested in someone? Because there's a couple of clear front runners right now. It's got to be Ben, Zach, mm. Ivan, Brendo. I think I think and seemed like Riley perhaps as well. I feel like could you could you feel when like someone came back with a really good date? Like it seemed like Ivan and Tasha had a great time together. And like, could you feel that the next day? I think on the group dates, you could kind of feel it. You could feel it a little bit. Like I was on the wrestling date with uh, with Brendan, um, and you could you could feel a little bit, and with Ben as well. But she did honestly. She did a good job of of, of spreading the love when you were there. Mm-hmm. And again, she was so present that. 
I think at any given moment when you were talking to her, you thought, you know, now you thought, I mean, she was there and, and like you said, she's fun. She's having a good time. And I think everybody thought they were having a, a really good time and having and making a connection with her. Hmm. And that's to her credit because that's yeah. the kind of person that she is. She connects with people. Absolutely. This is really random, but how's the food at La Quinta for your meals? Um, it was, it was good for the most part. They had, um, one, they had like this snack bar that had every type of protein snack you could possibly think of protein chips, protein powder, protein, like goo, uh, protein drinks, protein, like they, like, uh, uh, like, um, jerky. Hmm. Uh, and they had tons of, uh, caffeine and okay. those two things really fueled the guys, caffeine and protein. That's like honestly disgusting, but okay. If it worked, <laughs> if it worked for you guys, do you feel like you were forced into working out more than you usually do? I know that you run, but I just feel like <laughs> it seems like it was like basically one group fitness class for however many weeks. <laughs> um, there was a thing there called body by Ben. Um, oh my God. Ben was a trainer and, uh, there definitely was not like a pressure, but like, there was a unspoken pressure. Like these guys are all working out. Like, why wouldn't I work out? Um, not for nothing. We're going to be in front of, you know, between yeah. four and 6 million people or whatever. So, you know, it's just natural to want to look your best. Of course. Yeah, um, of course. And so we would all work out all the time. And this was definitely <laughs> a, pr- a very normal. Any other activities? Like, Reading? Swimming? Anything? Um, there was no other. Act- oh, there was, a, there was a pool. There was actually a race at one point where I don't know. If, I mean, we didn't get to see it, but um, but we had a couple of pool races too that were, that were pretty fun. Um, Did you have a roommate? Yeah, I didn't have a roommate for most of my most of my journey, and that was just completely random. A couple of people, most people did. Um, I guess I just got lucky by not. Nice. Maybe uh, it's because I smelled a certain way. They didn't want me to. to <laughs> no one liked to you that bother. much. They didn't want to tell you. That's what it was. That had to be it. Um, but I uh, worked in my favor. Going into this season, and still, I think very much a conversation around the show is about diversity and how the show is trying to improve diversity. As an Asian American, like, did you did, were you aware of that conversation? Well, as just a human, were you aware of that conversation? And then, as an Asian American, like, did you or do you feel any pressure? Um, since you, you know, are one of the non-white people on the show. And I think this season, way more, di- way, way more diverse than usual. But I think like in the totality of the program, it's still definitely a work in progress. So I'm just curious, like, what was that experience like for you? I definitely felt the more when I got back. Hmm. Um, again, not wa- not having watched the show, I didn't re- have a full understanding of, uh, of how few Asians there had been on The Bachelorette in particular. Um, but and and while I was there, there were a couple of people, producers and other people who had said, oh, man, like, it's nice to see like more representation, especially this season. And there haven't been that many Asians. And uh, I said this on Nick's podcast, but there was this one handler who I got very close to. And uh, and again, out of all the, the lyrics and out of all of the things that came to my mind, because you know, we don't have music on the show on, on, while we're there either. We have nothing. Right. That's a, li- um, it's a, it's a licensing nightmare if they play music. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so no music. Like, so, but the thing that, the lyric that came into my mind was from H to the Izzo by Jay-Z. And the line was, I do this for my culture. And there were a couple of times when um, it was late at night and there where it's just like it's a psychological battle where i would just think like man like you're doing this for you for the most part 
But just remember also, you're doing this for your culture too. You're doing this for maybe a little bit um, to represent uh, your background and where you're from. And that definitely gave me a little bit more perspective, a little bit more pause. Again, mostly it was just for me. I'm not going to yeah. say that I was doing it for, I'm not, it was not an altruistic experience. It was a complete selfish experience, but a little bit, there was definitely some perspective given when I, when I thought about the fact that I hadn't been, that there hadn't been many Asian Americans. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. I want to talk about your bachelor future. I'm very concerned, very <laughs> invested. I'm... Tell me everything, Juliet. <laughs> I love when people say that to me. Um, so I'm just worried you're going to go to paradise. And here's why I'm worried. Mm. Well, this is why I think that you'll be asked. First of all, I feel like you're a fan favorite. I just feel like people were like, give us more Dr. Joe Park. We didn't get enough. He had so many funny jokes for the roast. Why don't we get to see them? All we got was his Instagram. So I feel like there is a yearning for more Dr. Joe. Are people calling you Dr. Joe these days? Um, they are, but you call me whatever you want. Joe, Dr. <laughs> Joe, Origami <laughs> Joe, Joe Schmo, whatever you origami want. Origami Joe. Okay. That didn't occur to me, but I'll consider it. So I feel that they'll, you'll be asked. I actually have no idea how for casting for Paradise works. Um, just, you know, but I just feel like they'll ask you. But I just feel like I don't know that's the right move for you because here's the thing. If you go on Paradise, you're just sort of like, you're like in the, in the system. It's kind of like the farm system, but the opposite. It's like, I don't know what that would be the grocery system. I don't know, but it's just like, (laughs) instead of being in the, it's like what you do after you're in the majors. And I don't know. I just feel like it's, uh, I don't really know you, but we're getting to know each other right now. I just feel like you should be a doctor. And I'm just really worried that you're going to abandon your career and all that you've accomplished through your many years of school and (laughs) go on bachelor in paradise. I just don't think that's the right move for you. Um, first of all, I don't know anything about Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> do you want me to tell so you about I, it? I can't. Yeah. Is there like a, do you have a pithy, like, like, sure. like three liner? Yeah. Sure. Tell me, please. They should be filming it right now because it's basically a bubble show. Like, I don't know why it's not happening. They should have been filming it really this whole time. I've got a lot of ideas. None of them are ever acknowledged. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, you, have you ever watched MTV's The Challenge? No. Oh my God. So you just don't watch television. Oh my God. Not much. Oh my! What's your favorite TV show? Jeopardy. <laughs> really? All right, yeah, 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 it's semi always. The Ringer. The Ringer just published a book about Jeopardy. If you'd like to read it, I'll have to look it up. It's I called do, I do like this show. Questions in the form of answers. Um. Okay, Jeopardy. Wow, that's very that's very um trivia focused, which I, I love a good trivia night. So that's great. Say and, the word. It's nerdy. Just fine. No, I was actually wasn't even thinking it. I think Jeopardy is incredibly oh, okay. popular. It's why it's been on for a very long time. So we're all nerds yeah, yeah. then. Anyway, yeah, Bachelor in Paradise is like taking, you know, anywhere like it's taking like 40 bachelor people, a little bit less, put them in a resort in Mexico and you just have to like go on dates. And the goal of the show is to couple up. And then if you get to couple up, you get to stay. It's very counterintuitive. You couple up, you should have to leave, but whatever. Again, not consulted. And so it's like sort of like, it's sort of like the, the after party esque of being on the bachelor or the bachelorette. And then you like go into the system and then you start doing like bar appearances. You start doing uh, Instagram advertisements. You start doing all these things that I just don't know if they're right for you, Joe. I'm just worried about it. And I just feel like, you know, I feel, you know, I follow you on Instagram. I know that it's a place for fundraising and seemingly like exercise. And I just feel like, do you need to be adding some paradise vibes to the mix? I think the answer is no. And I just really, I'm just concerned, you know, and I, I, I just don't know if it's the right right move for you. 
Um, first of all, Julia, I appreciate your concern for me <laughs> as a physician and a human being. It, it, it is endearing, and uh, I definitely take it to heart. Um, you know, from the the time we've known each other, you've always I know you've always had my best interests. <laughs> for the heart, last thirty three so minutes, I've been really worried about your well being. You're, I know you're in it for the right reasons when you talk yeah, to me. Exactly, um, exactly. Like, here's who will definitely shine in paradise. Number one <laughs> on my list is easy. He's going to crush it. If you're if like 100 if you're a good talker and you just like are kind of like just going with it then i think you're really in paradise also ed i feel like we'll get into some weird <laughs> hijinks and i just like i don't know that those are my those are my top two picks in the paradise draft if we're making teams bennett you don't have to, you don't put bennett up there bennett's pretty gotta be pretty high up in the paradise draft no i'm i'm a little sick of bennett after this week it's just like a little bit too much with the gifts I don't. You weren't too there. Too much Bennett. So you might not know about it. Are you hanging out with him? He lives in New York. Um, I've seen Bennett a few times. Yeah. He's, Do you uh, hang out? Yeah, with people? he lives like fifteen minutes. Like, not like in general, but given COVID, like, what's your socializing vibe? Everyone's got a different level of comfort. I'm curious what yours is as someone who's had it and as a physician. Um, generally, I mean, distance, socially distance, outdoors, like so, but not really indoors. So I'll say yeah. that mostly outdoors, and that and. Which is getting harder now in the past few weeks. Like outdoor restaurants do have heaters, but it's been getting harder for sure. I think the worst um, part is the early sunsets. It's very hard to like casually be like, hey, let's go get a drink or something or a coffee. But like you're like, it's 430 and it's pitch black outside. (laughs) So it's kind of hard. Agreed. Um, I agree with that. Um, So I'm not sure what to make of it, like what what the answer is right now. But fortunately, we'll see for how long restaurants still do have outdoor seating with heaters. And so... That's what I've been doing for the most part. Okay. But, so, um, so you hang, you have seen Bennett though. Who else is in the mix? There was a lot of New Yorkers. Riley's from New York too, right? Riley's from New York. I've seen, I've seen Riley um, since, uh, since I've been back as well. I've seen Jordan. Um, and uh, cool. yeah, it's really awesome to be able to interact. I saw, I saw Brendan um, since I've been back. Um, so nice to see these people again, outside mics off, cameras off and just like be like real, real. Yeah. And it's very, very refreshing to do that. That is nice. Do you feel like you have like new lifelong friends? Definitely. And I know like people have said that before. Oh, you make like lifelong friends. I'm like, how, 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 how strong can your bond be after a few weeks or however long you're there? Um, no, with you, complete strangers. You didn't go to summer but, camp. You don't, you don't know how much a bubble. I didn't go to summer camp. Yeah. You got screwed. That is a hundred percent true there. And it's like, again, not having been in jail or <laughs> having been in, the, been in the army, but there's certain experiences where when you're in it together, it is like it forms this brotherhood that, um, that I think is un, unmistakable and undeniable. And there's definitely this brotherhood amongst um, the guys who went through it and the long nights and the constant miking and the, the, the cameras everywhere and the, the it's all the self-reflection, all the interviews, all the ITNs, all the beer, all the stuff. It's like, you really have to have gone through it to understand it. And it, it is, it was a fun experience. And one that again, I shared with some awesome guys. By the end of your experience, was it easier for you to like emote? Cause that's kind of like the currency of the show is, is emoting, right? Was it easier for you to do that? Cause definitely not normal to like talk to a stranger about like how you're feeling. Also, no, I don't think a lot of people, unless you're really actively engaged in therapy, which in the city of New York, many are, it's not really normal to be like, this is how I'm feeling. And I want to analyze it. Like it's sort of, I think the human nature is to not do that unless you're like very neurotic person. Um, yeah. 
So like, did that get easier? Like, did like, did you get desensitized to the miking and the cameras? You definitely get desensitized to it, but but as far as the questions, the, the quote unquote self reflecting, it is self reflecting. But I think um, for myself, and when I've talked to other people, I think it's true for other people too. It was kind of like a bell curve where, in the beginning, it was hard, and then you get used to the questions and you get more comfortable answer the, answering the questions. But then later on it's the same type of question and then you yeah. get tired of answering the same type of question. it's not real reflection i'm not talking about the difficulties of life and how it's not they're not existential you know it's all about the same thing it's more like so what did you think like do you want the rose and you're like i mean <laughs> what do you think do you you're think like I yeah i'm here like, i'm playing the game i mean what, what? like like so i think it was a bell curve where and there's no there's no good way to do it either it's 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 difficult for um, the people asking the questions to come up with really novel questions after a certain period of time and not for nothing. We're all, I'm not going to say, I, I don't know the other cast, but we're all a little older. We went through like life experience a little bit more and I'm not sure they've ever had someone from Harvard and like, you know, like Ed's super smart. I'm a little older. Zach's super smart. Like we're all a little bit older, 36, 37. And so it's like uh, the same old, the same questions eventually got a little old, I would say. And so it was, it was easier to like to it wasn't hard to answer the questions but it was just like like okay i understand what's going to happen now and um yeah so i'll, I'll that's what i'll say about that okay <laughs> that's all i got to say about that <laughs> okay um <laughs> that's all i got to say about that what do you think about noah do you feel that bennett's um problems with him are justified or is or are we is there a side of noah we're not seeing like what's your take on him I think those those are like might be the the two most different people not not the most different but two very very different individuals where Noah's twenty five um, he has that youthful energy about him he's coming in with this brashness and this uh, this unknowing like as far as what goes on like there's like there's no decorum with him and uh, and also where he's coming from he's a nurse he's a traveling nurse and so he's coming from a healthcare background. Whereas Bennett is a bit older, um, he's in um, the finance world where there is a little bit more of like networking and things like things of that nature, and uh, they just come from very different backgrounds, have different, very different styles, and so them clashing. I don't think there's a right or wrong there. It's okay. it's just they're very different human beings, and <laughs> when you stick them together in a, like in this small bubble. And that bubble shrinks as people leave. It's like, well, they're going to clash. It's going to come to a head. And that's what happened. I feel like we just didn't get to see much of Noah's personality. Like Bennett, we've gotten to see his personality and he seems funny and fun and obviously like down for whatever. He's just sort of like letting it ride, playing, going along with like the hijinks or whatever. Um, Yeah. I feel like Noah, we haven't gotten to see that at all though. So you're just like, why is Bennett like so irritated with this guy? It's just because he's 25. I mean, and I... I, I don't know. So I, I was, I'm just curious. There's clearly a lot that you don't see. I mean, obviously many of your jokes were not included in the roast. Very, uh, very unfairly. So <laughs> also I thought Claire had a lot of good jokes in that one too, actually. She did. She did. And, and um, she actually, she, she said she came up with them all, which is pretty impressive. They're pretty funny. They were good. The ones um, about Chris Harrison were yeah. hilarious. Yeah, they were. <laughs> They're really good. And he takes it in stride. Chris is a what a what a G. He just he just rolls with it all. I think yeah, we all were kind of burning Chris Harrison. He's a real he just pro. Sat there and took it. A pro's yeah, pro, as they um, say. Um, he's so been through it. He really has. I mean, he's eighteen years in. 
Um, so how much are you getting stopped on the street? Now you're back home every day. Like, what's it like? No, maybe like once or twice, you know? No, I don't believe that. It it's was, because of a um, pandemic. If it was not a pandemic, you'd be getting stopped a lot more. I, I, I can attribute it to a couple of things. One, always wearing a mask and now it's cold. Mm-hmm. So I'm wearing a hat. But uh, two, I also think the Asian thing, it's kind of like, maybe some people do recognize me like, oh, but is that him? Like, we're not <laughs> sure. Because I'm, I'm not sure if that's a factor. But um, I got recognized the most, like, but two days ago, actually, I, I went for a run. And um, I had just finished my run. I was walking back after I'd done my, the mileage. And I got recognized three times in a span of, like, 10 minutes. But one was, hey, are you the guy from The Bachelorette? And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we love you. All this stuff. Like, the, the really the niceties, which was really flattering. Two was my brother's friend who, like, just knows me as me. And three, someone said, are you Jet Li? Oh <laughs> and I'm like, no. No, I'm not. No, oh, my God. I like, and, and then I hear, I hear him and his friends walking away. I'm like, damn, I could have sworn that was Jet Li. <laughs> so, oh, my God. They're just, like, famous I, Asian I, guy. <laughs> I, I think only one of those counts. So that was like oh the God. most I've been recognized ever. What about at work? I'm at work. I mean, everyone, um, I think pa- a lot of no people. No patients? No. Do you mostly interact with patients when they're unconscious? Um, no, but soon thereafter. And also the people who need surgery, for the most part, are people who are older. Yeah. And who generally aren't bachelor fans for the most part. So <laughs> I don't think a single patient who I haven't explicitly stated as they were falling asleep has said oh like i know you like i don't recognize you like not a single one and again wearing a mask and a hat um probably help with that respect so right i guess guess that makes sense if you're like i think it looks familiar like you can only take the strip of their eyes i mean it is it's sort of like a serial killer thing to consider like can you know someone just from their eyes but i'm happy to be your doctor and not the guy who played strip dodgeball so um, that's fine is why you should not be going to paradise, my friend. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna do some more research on into that and uh, and see. Let but me know obviously, what you the biggest Juliet, you'll be the first you, person I I will tell and consult with. You know how um football players like do or like high school football play, football players do press conferences when they sign the national letter of intent to like say where they're going to play yep. school. You should do Get that. Hats that. Yeah, exactly. With paradise, like if you decide to do it. Once you're allowed to, yeah. you should like do a impromptu press conference to explain why you're going. <laughs> Just be like, I've made my choice and I'm going to Mexico. I have thought about um, it very briefly, actually, literally just before we had this conversation, uh, after we started talking um, for a reason, I, for just for some random reason. But I do think on some level, I was never big on social media before mm-hmm. and I'm still not that big on social media now. Um, but I will say, I do think there is a, a real potential for, for good. Like you can do so much good yeah, on social media. And if, if, if going away to a beach and trying to find love with beautiful people is what I have to do in order to spread the love that's, that's a cross line of bear, you know, oh that goodness. might be something that I'm willing to <laughs> That that's um you know it's only like a three or four week commitment though. It's a hard it's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. You know, you'd still have some vacation days. It's only three or four weeks, so you could you could. Uh, But again, who knows? I I hope I'm not. I honestly hope I'm not single at that time. I hope Hmm. you know I'm able to find someone through this and and yeah, find uh find a good human to spend some time with. So 
Um, it was really great chatting with you. Thank you so much. Best of luck in the hospital. I hope you, I hope your antibodies remain strong and you should get a vaccine soon. You're a physician. Um, knock on wood. There's a lot of, um, great candidates out there and, uh, the idea is hopefully by January, um, some of them will be available and, um, yeah, we're so close maybe to the end of this. this I hope this so. Dark period. I really, really and, hope uh, so. Yeah. Thank you so much for everything you're doing and for coming on the show. It's great to meet you and chat with you and uh, talk to you soon. Sure. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. Yeah, and, uh, of course. I'm sure we'll, we'll be in touch at some point. Sure I hope so. Uh, and I will be back on Tuesday, our last Tuesday, I believe. I think the show's moving to Monday the week after that. Thank God. All is right in the world when the bachelors <laughs> and bachelorettes on Monday. It's the first start of normalcy returning. That's I know. It. That's it's the true. First step. It's true. We're just paving the way for Matt James 919. Can't wait. You're, you're <laughs> a fellow New Yorker. Um, thanks again for listening and have a great weekend. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.